From the rule of our Holy Father, St. Benedict, chapter the seventh, De Humilitate, continued. The sixth degree of humility is for a monk to be contented with the meanest and worst of everything, and in all that is enjoined him to esteem himself a bad and worthless laborer, saying with the prophet, I have been brought to nothing, and I knew it not. I am become as a beast before thee, yet I am always with thee. But thou, Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. This sixth degree of humility can be disconcerting. But St. Benedict gives us the key to understanding the sixth degree of humility by quoting Psalm 72, verse 23. He is, in effect, inviting us to open our Psalter and ponder the whole psalm. Psalm 72 expresses the bewilderment and frustration of a good man, devout and faithful to the Lord, who looks about him and sees that the wicked, those who pursue their lust for power, for riches, and for sensual gratifications, appear to be prosperous and happy, while he, poor wretch, struggles to get by. He sees the beautiful people in the eyes of the world and compares their lot in life with the friends of God. A monk must not expect to have the things that people in the world use to display their prosperity. Exquisite foods and wines, a beautiful home, fashionable clothes, shoes, jewelry, haircuts, beauty aids, the latest cars and electronic equipment, the trendiest restaurants, bars, and holiday spots. In the eyes of the world, the monk is a failure and a fool, a bad and worthless laborer, as St. Benedict says. In the eyes of the world, a monk has no more than the meanest and worst of everything. The monk must accept that this is how the world views him and glory in it for the sake of Christ. The Apostle says, Consider, brethren, the circumstances of your own calling. Not many of you are wise in the world's fashion, not many powerful, not many well-born. No, God has chosen what the world holds foolish. So as to abash the wise, God has chosen what the world holds weak, so as to abash the strong. God has chosen what the world holds base and contemptible, nay, has chosen what is nothing, so as to bring to nothing what is now in being. No human creature was to have any ground for boasting in the presence of God. It sometimes happens that 
when a man enters a monastery, those nearest and dearest to him feel that he is rejecting the very security and privileges and things that they have worked so hard to acquire. Consequently, they feel judged. This can sometimes put a strain on family relationships and friendships. Family and friends must be helped to understand that the monastic vocation, though it be radical in its demands, and in many ways opposed to the very things they cherish, does not entail a rejection of themselves, nor of their affection, nor of the good and wholesome things shared together. It is a response to the love of Christ, in whom all other loves are purified and ennobled. The monk, and today in a special way Seth, can only say with St. Paul, but the things that were gained to me, the same I have counted loss for Christ. Furthermore, I count all things to be but loss, for the excellent knowledge of Jesus Christ, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and count them but as dumb, that I may gain Christ. St. Benedict's sixth degree of humility ends with that telling phrase from Psalm 72. Et ego semper tecum. Et ego semper tecum, yet I am always with thee. For me, and I think I can speak here for Seth, nothing can compare with living under the same roof as the most blessed sacrament. The same psalm says, to be near God is my happiness. Or as Monsignor Knox puts it, I know no other content but clinging to God. All that Solomon says concerning wisdom, I can say with regard to the privilege of having been called to a monastic life characterized by ceaseless adoration of our Lord in the sacrament of his love. I preferred her before kingdoms and thrones and esteemed riches nothing in comparison of her. Neither did I compare her unto any precious stone, for all gold in comparison of her is as a little sand, and silver in respect to her shall be counted as clay. I loved her above health and beauty, and chose to have her instead of light, for her light cannot be put out. Today is also the 67th anniversary of the death of Mother Yvonne Aimée de Jésus on February 3rd, 1951. Um, at the age of 11, little Yvonne offered herself and her whole life to Jesus, writing in what appears to be her own blood, and I have here a facsimile of what she wrote. O oh, my little Jesus, I give myself to thee completely and forever. I shall always want what thou shalt want, 
I shall do all that thou shalt tell me to do. I shall live for thee. I shall live in silence. And if it be thy will, I shall suffer much in silence. I beg thee to make me become a saint, a very great saint, a martyr. Make me always faithful. I want to save many souls and to love thee more than everyone else. But I also want to be very little, so as to give thee more glory. I want to possess thee, my little Jesus, and to shine with thee. I want to belong to thee alone, but above all, I want thy will. Written at 11 years of age, Yvonne was, in the truest sense of her name and religion, the beloved of Jesus.